Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. When you choose a financial advisor, you are choosing their team. Pete Gutekunst has a team that includes a young man who went to college and actually majored in financial planning. Now, Pete, introduce us to Brian Henderson and tell us why his university work is rather unusual. Sure, sure. Absolutely. You know, the future of financial planning, there's an awful lot of things that are changing. There's technology that's moving rapidly. And and at the end of the day, you know, a computer can't capture your goals and, and set your personal goals. And it's really the conversation that's at the, the heart of financial planning. And so I wanted to bring Brian, our, our uh, newest, hoped, hopefully soon to be full CFP, but he did pass his exam. And I uh, just wanted to hit, get, get a little perspective from him on, on where things are headed and, and the value of a team. And first, though, I, I think it would be good for everyone just to hear, Brian, just tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you got to this point. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for the introduction. Um, yeah, so my name is Brian. I, I joined Pete's team about three years ago. Uh, prior to that, I went to Temple University, so I did major in financial planning there. Uh, when I went to college, I knew I wanted to do something in the uh, you know finance or uh, math space. I've just always been a numbers-driven person, so kind of blending that with some of my past experiences of working with people, whether that be as a snowboard instructor, which was one of my favorite jobs in the past, um, or uh, in the industry, um, in the uh, restaurant industry as well. I just knew I liked working with people. So blending that uh, with just you know my interest in economics and uh, the economy and numbers in general, it was a, it was a good blend. So it worked out. Um, I found out about financial planning and kind of fell in love with business then. Well, give us a little more about the uh, the Temple University, the Fox School of Business. I want to give them a bit of a shout out, and and I think you are a, a shining example that they should hold up as a, a really you know great example of that program. But just give us a little bit more about that program. And I know we were sort of patting Temple on the back recently because because how well they had done in some other areas. So you just just tell us a little bit more how you got into that and and who pulled you in and. And, and exactly what it prepared you for. So the uh, major of financial planning actually started at Temple in 2015. That was when we became uh, CFP board certified. And for anyone that's not familiar, what that means is that when you finish and graduate uh, the program with that major, it actually meets the educational requirements uh, to sit for the CFP exam, which is the first step. You have to have uh, the educational background um, before you're able to to sit. So the CFP major came to Temple in 2015, which is actually the same year that I started in college. Um, I didn't start off in the major. I actually started off as an actuarial science major. And uh, once I got through calculus one and calculus two, I knew that uh, I didn't really want to do anything quite past that. And so I was looking for uh, other options. And I didn't even know what financial planning was at the time. My parents never worked with a financial uh, advisor, a financial planner, or anything like that. So I really wasn't even sure what the industry meant. And so I learned more about it through a woman named Cindy Axelrod. She is the head of the financial planning department at Temple. Um, she came in and spoke in one of my classes. 
and was just talking about being you know, a financial planner, what that meant, what the day-to-day was. And I specifically remember that when she came into the class, it was a big lecture hall. There was two or 300 people in the class. But when she got to the end of it, she was asking if any people had questions. And I think I was one of the first, maybe the first person that had questions because it just piqued my interest so much. And uh, funny enough, she actually had some financial planning shirts that she was giving out. And I just sticks in my memory because I remember that, um, you know, I, I was asking questions and I was curious about the major and actually ended up sitting down and talking more about it uh, with her. Uh, and since then, I, I actually became part of the executive board for the Financial Planning Association at Temple University. So I was able to get involved uh, with the program there. We would bring in speakers, people actually like yourself, Pete, um, that came in and would talk just talk a little bit more about what they do on a day-to-day basis. And over time, I just knew that this was something that I really wanted to pursue. Um, So I'm really thankful that Temple had that as a major and that I I ended up going down that route too. Yeah, we're we're glad too. And I think uh, it was interesting uh, um, when when you and I met and I had seen your what you shared about the the snowboard instructor and being in the hospitality industry and being, you know, just a very personable person. And, and clearly having that analytical and that mathematical element too. And I think that's really what financial planning is all about is to bring those things together. And I remember when we first met, you did, I asked you, I said, you know, what is it, uh, you know, you've been working at a restaurant while you're going to college and working hard. And you gave me a great answer about how well you had learned different things and, and learned how to serve people in, in a service mind and in a service industry. Uh, but meanwhile, you were getting a great education at Temple University and getting you ready. So it was a great balance. So when you graduated, you had, uh, you know, you had interned here. You were still in your senior year when you interned here for a little bit. And, and I know you uh, had a couple other internships and you also interviewed at some other jobs. And what was it that made you decide to accept the offer here at Good Financial Services? Yeah. So prior to my internship here, uh, I was at a large wirehouse for an internship. Uh, It was a summer internship, my junior year leading into my senior year. Um, And it was a good experience. I'm glad that I I did that. Uh, It gave me a good perspective on, let's just say how the industry used to be ran and, you know, how how they were kind of dealing with some of the changes that are going on uh, on a day-to-day basis with just how, you know, wealth management and financial planning works. Um, and I did learn a lot during that experience. I got to meet people that had been around in it for 20, 30, 40 years plus, which was which was awesome. But when I came to the internship that I did here in the fall of my senior year, I specifically remember that within the first two weeks that I was working here in the office alongside you, um, I feel like I learned more during that time period than I did my entire time when I was working the full summer uh, at that wirehouse. And that really stuck in my head. Um, even when I was going forward to other job searches. And I think a lot of people that go through financial planning or a finance major probably get reached out to by insurance-based companies and the wirehouses and things along those lines. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of people that are very successful that go down that route. But I just really liked the idea of being in a smaller team, really being involved on a daily basis when it came to decision-making, um, actually speaking with clients, it's just been a really interesting process over the past few years to learn you know, what do people care about and what's most important to them. And I think that that was really the reason that I wanted to go this route is just to be more involved in a daily basis uh, and really have that impact on people's lives that I think you know, we, we see more and more over time. And um, yeah, so that, that, those are the main reasons why. And I just felt like we were a good fit together. And so I'm, I'm happy I made that choice. 
Great. Yeah. When again, so are we. And it's interesting. You've been here a brief time, and how much the the clients here at our firm have really, you know, taken to you and worked very well with you. And I think that speaks to your well rounded experience that we were just just touching on. And I think that's really the key. But I said at the beginning is uh, one of the things I, I love, you're always finding the new technology, the new things that are happening. And that's great. It keeps us uh, cutting edge and it makes sure that we're doing all the, the right things. But it really comes down to having that conversation and making feel, people feel comfortable and being able to, to educate them. And that's been, uh, you know, I think that's been really refreshing to them to hear it from more than one person and, and also have it, you know, from a longevity standpoint, there's, you know, there's, there's time here uh, where people will serve. And, and so, now that you're, uh, you know, here and you've had that opportunity to work with individual clients, uh, what are some of the things that you've experienced maybe that were surprising to you uh, because you're coming from that textbook? I've shared, shared with Brian, there's a, a financial planning professor at a different university than Temple, and he's very, very knowledgeable in the textbook things. And when we start talking about what happens real life, uh, he gets a little bit tongue-tied. So I was curious from your experience from going from from school and now having uh, passed your CFP exam, very, very textbook oriented and compare that to your experience here actually working with clients. Yeah. And, you know, just to touch on the CFP, I think that that was one of the hardest aspects of that test is because what you do learn in the textbooks and in the classroom, a lot of it is really, really great knowledge and it's important to know, but actually having conversations with people, it's it's a little bit different in the way that you need to approach things, the way you need to say things. I think sometimes it seems like there's a cut and dry answer to certain situations. And I think once you're in this industry for more than three days, you realize that that's not actually the case. But I believe that the most surprising thing to myself about just working you know, with clientele and on the team has honestly been the fact that people have certain questions that coming from an educational background may seem like common sense, but truly they're not. And they're important questions for them to get answered. So whether that be someone that's uh, planning for retirement and understanding how social security works, or whether that be someone that's younger and understanding how much should they be putting into a retirement plan or whether a taxable account makes more sense than an IRA or whatever those questions may be. I think that we really give a lot of good information for people and we're also able to relate it back to their lives. But I think the surprising aspect of it is just that people really do have and you know need to get those questions answered. You know, Every day we deal with something that's a little bit different and also a little bit the same. And so I think that just over time, it's been surprising and interesting to see, you know, those types of information that people really need uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. I think people read, it's just like a doctor. They, they, they figure out and diagnose themselves and then they go tell the doctor what's wrong with them and what they need. And we get yeah, the same the effect. Yes, exactly. Right. And then they come in here and, and ask some questions that uh, while they're interesting topics may not even apply to them at all or, or not as significantly. And and then a lot of times you bring up things that they hadn't hadn't even considered. So that's that's a great point. I think uh, that's really the, the back to that whole conversation is it's really hard to just put that into a software tool and then have something come out the other side. And this is what you want to you know this is what you need to do. Now 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 that we've been working with people together, what do you think are are some of the biggest challenges people are facing when they approach or are thinking about retirement? Uh, budgeting, <laughs> or at least understanding what they spend or what they will need to spend. We see it every time we talk to someone new that's getting ready, or maybe they're just starting retirement. And 
when you have money that's moving in and you're used to certain paychecks, you just pay the bills, right? You have a mortgage payment and you make that payment or people that still have, you know, kids in the house, or maybe they just had all their kids move out. Maybe they're, you know, early empty nesters. I think that that's a big change that people are going through. So preparing for retirement and understanding how your day-to-day is going to be different is difficult. I mean, I don't think anyone can understand if you're used to working, you know, Monday through Friday to not be doing that anymore is it's a big change, right? So understand what that's going to cost and what you're going to want to be doing. Um, You know, we know some people that believe that they spend a lot less than they actually do. And, you know, some people are doomsday preppers where they think that they're going to end up tripling their spending when they go into retirement. I think oftentimes we find that's not actually the case. But yeah, I would say that just budgeting and understanding uh, you know, what that spending is going to be. It's, it's got to be one of the most difficult parts. Interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, you know, we talk about it, we call it the spending plan. And sometimes people get worried when you say budget, oh, I got to cut things in the budget, but your lifestyle costs a certain amount. And that's a big part of uh, tell your boss, I quit that the, my book is we spend a good bit of time, quite frankly, the first, you know, seven, eight chapters talking about that. What you just said is preparing for, and what's life going to be like, And what is it going to cost? Because now you've put some kind of context to the investments and the other pieces. And uh, and that's often the hardest thing. You're absolutely right. That's the hardest thing for people to just put a put a put their finger on that number. You know, the money comes in and they spend it. (laughs) What now we we, you know, we've touched on some things that are changing. What do you feel will change in our profession? And what do you think will remain the same? Yeah, I think about this a lot. And I also listen to a lot of, you know, podcasts and videos and obviously things that are changing is, you know, a big topic. And they're constantly talking about, like you mentioned earlier, that, you know, the technological advancements and and things of that nature that are changing. So I think that's probably the number one thing that I could see changing over time is, I mean, we see it year over year that we're constantly coming out with different uh, technologies and different abilities in that sense. But I think that that's, going to have to continue to happen. As far as what that actually means or looks like, it's kind of hard to put your finger on it. If I had to take a guess, or at least something that I would like to see personally, I think that if we were able to stay connected to clients a little bit better, that could be really important or could be you know great information to keep. So whether that be understanding how someone's budget changes over time, or just helping them make decisions more in real time, I think that that could be something that would be a real value add to people. I know oftentimes when we have review meetings, people will ask us about, you know, whether they should be uh, leasing a car or buying a car, those types of decisions. I just think that if you're a little bit more integrated into helping people on a day-to-day basis, or at least just helping them track um, what they have going on, I think that that would be something uh, that we would continue to see over time. As far as some things that may not change or won't change. You know, it's, we're going to be continuing to give advice to people over time. I don't think that that's ever going to change. I think that just having someone, you know, sit on your shoulder and, and, you know, help you through making those decisions is is ultimately what a financial advisor, a financial planner does. And, you know, you're, you're preparing for, for the long term and you're kind of dealing with the the short term stuff as it comes and, you know, the midterm or things that, you know, are going to happen, but you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. So I think that just doing that planning work and um, you know, understanding and helping people quantify some of that is stuff that won't change. But as far as how we do it or the way that it looks through the technologies that we're using, I certainly think that's going to continue to evolve over time. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. We can, if we can, we ask to get information from people and sometimes that's a little bit of a, 
of a challenge. Uh, you know, we're trying to get paper documents and now they're electronically communicated or in a vault, but it would be nice to kind of be more integrated in that. That's a great, great point. So you're, you're, you're in the new profession, you're here, you've passed your CFP exam, and hopefully soon we'll get word from uh, the CFP Board of Standards. We can you know, put those marks behind you and change your, your title on your business card. Uh, but how do you feel? How do, you know, are you finding fulfillment in this profession? How do you feel about working in the financial planning field? Well, first off, I feel about 10 pounds lighter because I, I passed the exam. So that's the weight of that is definitely off the shoulders. Um, but as far as working in the industry, it's something that I think has a lot of flexibility in a lot of ways. And I certainly can see how this would be you know, a long-term uh, profession for anyone that's really interested in it. But I would say that I, you know, I really enjoy it. I think that being able to work with people and having them finish a meeting and just saying, wow, I feel you know so much better over the fact that you know, we got some questions answered, or you feel that you're able to give them more confidence in the decisions that they're making. It's just a really rewarding thing. And, you know, being able to be uh, involved in people's lives like that is a really great and, you know, fruitful um, career path. So I'm really glad that I ended up going down this. I don't know if I'd be able to, you know, be crunching numbers on an Excel spreadsheet or anything like that all day long. I like doing that here and there, but as far as it being a 24-7 thing, um, that might that might get a little overwhelming over time. So I'm I'm couldn't be any happier. Good, yeah. Well, you're pretty good with the Excel spreadsheet, but yeah, we don't want you hovering over it all the time. Yeah, and I think you're at. You know, I think I I I would agree with that. If you know, I've been doing it almost 30 years, and people walk out and they say, "I always feel so much better," you know, after I come here and talk to you, and that's a that's a great feeling, and you really feel like you're making a positive impact. And and hope we can continue to do that together for a long time. Tell just tell us a little bit more about Brian. You know, you what what do you do for you know? We're talking all about financial planning. What do you what do you do for fun? What are, what are, tell us some things that people might not know about Brian Henderson? Uh, well, year round, I'm uh, constantly yelling at my TV, supporting Philadelphia sports because we know that okay. that has uh, its own peaks and troughs itself. So that that's constantly an ongoing battle, or whatever you want to call that. Um, but outside of that, I'm a big uh, a weightlifter. I've been doing that for, I don't even know how long now, probably coming up on eight or nine years, which sounds really weird to say. But um, so yeah, that's that's another year round activity. When it's warm, I love getting out and uh, you know, playing around 18, that's something that is a, a work in progress, but, you know, we're getting there. So we'll, we'll get down into the, uh, the eighties and, you know, lower nineties soon enough, but, um, you know, golf is a big passion of mine. And then when it's cold, I would say probably my favorite pastime is, uh, is snowboarding. So like you mentioned earlier, I was a, a snowboard instructor for a little while. Um, I just love getting out there and, you know, it's, I feel like when you're snowboarding, nothing else is really in your mind. You're just focused on what you're doing at that time. And so it's really nice to take a break and, you know, not really be thinking about, you know, the day-to-day activities that we do usually. So, you know, just bundling up and, and, and getting out there on the snow is definitely one of my favorite things. Well, that's great. Well, that season's coming up sooner than, than we think, right? It's going to be yeah, around the corner, it. although it's <laughs> not lately, but hopefully pretty soon. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Brian. And, and uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you on the team. And I think that the firm Good Financial Services is really, you know, taken off in a, in a really, uh, a positive way, not the thing, you know, things were going great the way they were, but uh, they, they've only been better. And, and I'm so thrilled that, that we're working together. Patrice, I'm going to kind of throw it back to you. And, and uh, we're, we're, we're going to be seeing you in a couple of weeks and, and hope you continue to follow the podcast. You can find us on goodfinancial.com. Uh, good uh, there's a link to the podcast there. Uh, tellyourbossiquitbook.com if you want to download a copy of the book and learn a little bit more about our process. And you can find us on 
LinkedIn and Facebook and all of our show, social media channels. So we hope to, uh, to, that you'll come back again and hear more from Brian and myself and people who are trying to figure out how to live life after the paycheck ends. You want to add too that this is the podcast, Tell Your Boss I Quit. And Pete is the author of a book by the same name. Make sure you follow the podcast because then you're going to know when a new episode is ready and waiting for you. And make sure you share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services is not a broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.